The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decision. Hi everyone, welcome to this edition of Stock Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Nigel Finch. Today on the program, I'm speaking with Clayton Howes. He's Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of MoneyMe, who are listed under the ticker code MME. MoneyMe is a regulated credit provider and it listed on the ASX in December 2019 and provides credit products such as personal loans and point of sale retail products. Clay, thanks very much for joining us and welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Nigel. Great to be on it. Thank you. Well, look, to start off, uh, just a quick snapshot on uh, on Money Me. Maybe some um, just some of the headline numbers that you might uh, be checking from time to time. Maybe headcount, number of customers, revenue, market cap, loan book size, that sort of thing. At Money Me, we've got about 115 people, predominantly made up of technology people. Our revenue for the half year result was about $24 million. That's realized revenue. We've also got a loan book that's now grown to about $168 million. That's delivering profitable returns. So Clay, in a nutshell, what's the key feature of MoneyMe? A key feature of MoneyMe is our capacity to combine modern tech services, a suite of products with major bank funding. That's giving us the business model to deliver profits. Clayton, for those who don't know your company, can you tell us briefly about your technology stack, your target markets, and also the financial products you're dealing in? We created a product for financial services that delivers really efficient, highly automated outcomes that can traverse across fixed installment loans, revolving credit products, integration with credit bureaus, integration with modern data sources, an artificial intelligence layer that's built for the future. That technology service platform is called Horizon. We've also got a set of products, personal loans, our freestyle virtual card, and those are the products that are resonating predominantly with our millennial customer generation. These guys want to borrow some money or have a credit product where they can control their financial habits in ways that a credit card just hasn't been able to give to them. It's accessible in more places and it's accessible to more people. We traverse across a few verticals. We have now a product called MoneyMe Plus that enables customers to buy something from a retail merchant. It's our take on the buy now, pay later sector. Then we've also got ListReady. That's for the homeowner who's looking to sell their property. And we've got this homeowner advantage that's building some really strong characteristics in our book. So you can see this theme, Nigel, of our our business model emerging where we've got technology that's creating diversification and more meaningful customers with more products. So Clay, credit risk is a risk that you face every day in a business such as yours. Can you help our listeners understand your credit scoring model and how you diversify risk um, and really uh, manage the, any underperforming loans. Diversification is the key to having a robust business model. With credit, we can predict risk, 
But those risks don't apply to all employment sectors. They don't apply to all instances that borrowers consume credit. And having a very strong diversified portfolio where there's no concentration of risk. So I'll spread across the geographies in Australia, spread across the industry verticals people are employed in, spread across the purpose and use of why they're borrowing credit, including homeowner advantages in our business model, has enabled us to continuously improve the credit quality of our book. And that, with time, just keeps getting better. Well, Clay, there's been a lot of innovation in your products. Can you help us understand the top products that you're working with and the size of the loan book for each of these and maybe even what is it that attracts customers to your products? The pace of innovation in our business is relentless. Hmm. It's not slowing up. Our foundational product was the personal loan product and we wanted to provide a really quick, efficient personal loan that can be delivered to a customer within minutes, not days, but within minutes. And a high quality, robust decisioning platform is what we used to push that money to that customer. But we didn't want to stop there. We wanted our customers to be having more flexibility, enjoy our product even more in more places. So we created Australia's first virtual credit account, Freestyle. And Freestyle is on its way to becoming the center stage product for MoneyMe. Customers' behavioral traits on Freestyle is incredible. They're using it for those everyday uses. Signing up to Netflix, using it for Uber, Uber Eats, Deliveroo, and then the normal transactions that you would otherwise have seen on a credit card now being spent through Freestyle. And then recently we launched MoneyMe Plus, which is our take on that buy now, pay later sector through retail distribution. And that's working dramatically well. Combined with List Ready, the new products are delivering 9% of our origination growth. So we're starting to see not this one blockbuster traditional personal loan model that we created, but this expansion of relevance for customers. And soon that ability to cross-sell across platforms is going to be an incredible advantage for us. So what sort of margins are you generating and what role has technology played in enhancing your margin? Our biggest hurdle was our cost of capital. Like It is a difficult place to be in trying to deliver really efficient services and price it appropriately. So what we did is our technology created a robust risk-based pricing model. So when a customer applies, no single customer are the same. And we were able to predict risk and provide the right appropriate price to a customer for that risk. And that's enabled us to build quite a diverse portfolio of customers, delivering the business outcomes and margins that we want. But we wanted to maintain competitiveness at all spectrums of our lending products. And so now we're sitting here with a major bank funding solution, reducing our cost of capital quite substantially enabling us to price a credit card product at about a 16.9% average interest rate. And that's the realm of our pricing across our products, generating around the 20% interest rate mark. And again, these are unsecured. It's really competitive price points, but technology delivering efficiency, efficiency across the spectrum. Well, you're really starting to see it in the results. Um, To what degree, Clay, has COVID-19 impacted your business and in particular the performance or write-downs in any loans? When we first 
were faced with the COVID environment, we had one principle, and that was to be really generous to customers, understand that there are changes in their employment circumstances and work with customers. And even through that, the maximum that we saw in payment deferral requests was about 4% of our book. And our capacity to manage that COVID environment was testament to the diversification in the, in, in the profile of our customers. Not all customers were losing jobs. Hospitality, travel, and tourism, which we have a very low exposure to, and now even lower exposure to, meant that we could continue as usual, having high repayment rates, having fundamentally robust business models that just didn't put stress on our business. So during COVID, we managed incredibly well. And that 4% moved quite quickly down to now it's less than 1% of our borrower base have got payment deferrals. By the way, these are not not paying us. No, I understand. So, Clay, I want to understand the, the, the environment that you're operating in, and in particular, the macroeconomic factors that you see are driving an increase in consumer credit in Australia. Um, and what trends do you see unfolding in the macroeconomic environment in the, the medium term? There's some structural shifts that are really creating tailwinds for us here in Australia. And as a lending business, we're so subject to the macro environments. But again, I come back to diversification in the product set, enabling us to strike where opportunities exist, having robustness in the lending profile, the unit of economics enables us to create a really strong, robust business that can deliver against substantially worsening macroeconomic environments. So for us, what we're seeing is that the employment rate of our customers is really strong. So people employed in a whole lot of sectors creates the strength in our book. The predictability of customers through their behaviors on freestyle allows us to determine risk really early and allows us to manage customers' credit exposure, their credit facility with us real time. So these macroeconomic environments, I see it with tailwinds. So the downside is things get worse, but we've seen, we believe, the worst of it. We've seen customers' attitude towards credit being really strong. The confidence factor of now moving to online, where traditionally they felt like their banks were delivering better product offerings, that shift to online has enabled us to be more exposed to more borrowers. And so we're getting this higher Equifax profile customer coming through because, again, they're moving structurally away from high street into online, very capable online, and our products are resonating. So we think that the future for this macroeconomic environment overlays with structural shifts to online, the ability for us to resonate with customers more so, customers wanting products more real-time is just enabling us and our business model to to cater for what the future looks like. And gobbling up some market share as uh, as we speak. So, Clay, can we talk about new loan origination now? So, how do you obtain new customers and what's involved in MoneyMe acquiring a, a new loan? So, we are primarily digital, so that being direct to customer. 
Now, that's really unique. It's quite usual that you would see lending being done through brokers mm-hmm. or through retail distribution channels. MoneyMe's secret source was being able to reach its customer. It's a long, hard road to crack when you get your brand and your products really fit to be delivered economically direct to a customer. Then we augmented our channel distribution strategy with those products, MoneyMe Plus, List Ready, that's delivered also now through retail distributors. But you'll typically find us through programmatic served ads in Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, now in retail. Now the organic nature of people searching for online loans, you'll find MoneyMe quite prevalent. That's delivering substantial scale and volume for us. One of our biggest problems wasn't about demand for us, it was about our capacity to keep up with the demand. Now with the major bank funding, we can actually service that demand really well. We had a record quarter, a record half year, and the quarters are getting bigger and bigger, and that momentum for money me is expanding. But we're not just going to allow for this organic growth of our existing products. We're going to continue to penetrate new verticals new verticals with substantial scale opportunities for us. And that's just going to be a continuation of our fundamental philosophy around being more relevant to more customers. And Clay, from the funding side of the equation, can you tell us how the balance sheet works and what's been happening with your major funders over the past year in terms of cost of capital and liquidity? It's amazing how quick things move. A fast-paced organisation like this, you know, From the beginning, it was our own money that we're lending. Then we moved to family office funding. Then we moved to our first wholesale funding. And then we moved now to the big holy grail, which is the major Australian bank funding environment that creates the capacity and the 20-year relationship and opportunity to be quite substantially uh, differentiated to the others. Our cost of funds, you know, dropped by more than half. We're now sitting at, you know... um, sub 5% cost of capital all in. And that's an incredible opportunity for us. And Clay, what plans do you have in any for expanding into new markets and what role would partnerships play in such a move? Australia's just so robust right now and there's just so much to grab. Whilst the international markets look incredibly you know, positive and we, we, we've done quite a lot of work on thinking about resonating with um, similar-minded customer groups in, in Europe and, and also in the US, like what Zip's done in Afterpay. But because of our diversification of product here, the addressable market just here in Australia is so huge that we think we're just going to just continue to apply our strength here for now, expand with new innovation into new verticals, you know, there's places like Auto that's still untapped where there's brokers delivering financial services. There's no direct-to-customer model that you can really, you know, we can really point at and say that's doing a good job. So it's going to be more of that for us in Australia. And then we've got this thing, the secret thing that we know our customers want, and that is I get my personal loan with you, sure, but I can get my credit card product with you, the modern version of one. I can get my auto car, my auto product with you. I can get some homeowner finance and advantages with you. 
And that single customer environment for us is really strong. We get to be more relevant, more deep to Australian customers. And so that's going to be a bit of a difference. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to be expanding to new international markets. I'm not saying that at all. But right now, there's just so much juicy market share and penetration to be grabbing here in Australia. It's, it's, it's too hard to not, to not take hold right now. Yeah. Well, you capture a lot of data on customer experience. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you are measuring in this area and how you're performing? The key is always going to be how likely are you to promote money me to your best mate or family member and say this is this is the one to use. Like that's that's what it boils down to. We do a whole lot of testing, a whole lot of comparative testing, but it really comes down to that high promoter recommendation score factor. And we're market leading. We're typically in the super high 70s and on the occasion, we're in the mid mid eighties, which is unheard of. You know, banks are unfortunately in the negative the negative territory, which is crazy. But we're in the in the super high category of highly recommended services to their friends and family, and we do that test ongoing. It's it's not a quarterly exercise for us; it's a daily exercise for us. And so, our finger on the pulse of how customers are are thinking about money me is right at the heartbeat of, of, of our DNA in Money Me. Clay, what's required in the business to deliver increased revenue and earnings growth? And what metrics should investors be paying closer attention to when they read your announcements? This momentum is just accelerating. If you think about the key metrics for lending business, it's going to be margin in the product. So those unit of economics are fundamentally important. It's easy to lend money, but it's really important that we lend money that delivers economic benefits. The integrity of the book comes in the, in the loss rates. The fundamental revenue, the realized revenue that we can see and that underlying profit, those are the metrics that you really must look at. And for Money Me, when, you, when we deliver these messages, you'll see the diversification of lending We'll see the growth coming not just from one product, from, from multiple product sources. And you'll see the economics where the unit of economics is delivering value. And you'll see this underlying profit. And those are the important metrics to look at. It's less important to think about the number of merchants being signed up. It's more to think about the increasing revenue profile, the reducing cost to revenue profile of the business and that diversification for substantial growth coming through. And finally, Clay, what can shareholders look forward to over the next 12 months? I think it's great value. What have we got? A market cap, I think, of about $250 million. Mm-hmm. You know, on a, on a multiple, some of our peer sets, if we take Zip as an example, you know, we are incredibly good value. And I really enjoy that. I enjoy it because I think there's some, you know, the secret... The secret about Money Me is not out yet. We're only five minutes into being in a listed environment. We've delivered on results. We're increasing our, our operating leverage substantially with scale. We're delivering a profit. We're quite unique in the space and we're resonating well with customers. So I think if you are a, a shareholder, whether that be retail or institution, there's incredible value here for us. It's tangible value. The story is being told. Well, Clay, the results are certainly starting to stack up and you are 
very clearly getting some momentum. So we very much look forward to following your progress and wish you all the very best with the expansion of your business. Thanks, Nigel. It's incredible to talk to you about the Money Me story and how it's unfolding. Thank you to my guest, Clayton Howes, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of Money Me for joining us for this edition of Stock Doc. And you can stay in touch with us through our Stockhead website. And if you haven't already done so, remember to subscribe to our twice daily newsletter for ASX market coverage, company profiles, and industry insights.